everyone. Welcome to episode 20 of Sisters Coffee and Crime. I'm Sandra, and today I'm recording this by myself. Before I get to today's episode, I have to tell you guys that after this week, we're actually going to take a little break. Christina and I will be back in just about two weeks for season two. But for today's case, we're going to talk about Dennis Lordy. He was a sh- he went on a shooting spree in the National Assembly in Quebec. So let's grab some coffee and talk about what Dennis did. Dennis Lorty was born March 10th, 1959. His full name is Joseph Laurent Paul Dennis Lorty. Good Lord, that's a mouthful. He was born in Quebec. Dennis was the youngest of eight children, and his upbringing was more than troubled. It's reported that he was sexually abused. In fact, all the children were sexually abused by their father. In 1969, one of his sisters went to police because she got pregnant with her father's child. Now, the dad does do some jail time, only about three years, which is completely laughable and disgusting. When he gets out, he doesn't make contact with the family, and I think that's probably a very good thing. Now, Dennis decides to sign up for the army, and he gets stationed in Halifax. In 1980, he met and married Lisa Levesky. I am terrible at French names, so I hope I said that right. Now, they end up having two children, a son in 1982 and a daughter in 83. At the time that the shooting happened, Dennis was stationed in Ottawa and his rank was corporal. His official job was supply technician for the Canadian forces in the logistics branch. And I looked up what a supply technician is and it's exactly what it sounds like. He just has to make sure that the supplies and services are there, aren't, are there for them. Basically anything like food, fuel, machinery, spare parts, clothing, and I just got that off of their website. Now, growing up in Quebec, he was bilingual, but his English was pretty bad. And when he spoke French, he actually had a difficult time with pronunciation. This caused his speech to be irregular and halting. Now, Dennis blames his failures, both socially and professionally, on the fact that he couldn't speak English well. And Dennis was well aware that the fact that he couldn't speak English kind of fed into the negative stereotype of Francophones and Quebecois. His original plan was to murder his family. After his daughter was born, he was worried that he'd become abusive like his own father. But Dennis decides to take his kind of killer thoughts and placing them on the government. Now, at the time, the Quebec party was advocating for a Francophone identity for Quebec. His plan was to go on a killing spree to let the fact that this bugged him be known. Dennis needed time off from work to put his plan sort of into motion. When he tries the first time to get time off, his superior says no, and he later says that he saw his father's face on the officer that denied his request. Now, it does get granted eventually and because he, he tells them that he needs to arrange a divorce from his wife. He left on May 7th, 1984. He rents a hotel room and plans out what he's going to do. So the next morning, he drives to CJRP radio station in Quebec, in Quebec City, sorry, and he hands them an envelope. And it's addressed to the radio host, Andre Arthur. 
It says to open it at 10.30 a.m. He also tells them that his name is Mr. D. The radio station doesn't wait until 10.30 a.m. <laughs> Obviously, I don't know why they why he thinks that they would, but they open it, which was kind of a good thing that they opened it because if they did it at 10.30, things could have progressed a lot further. Now they read what his plans are and one part says, quote, the government now in power is going to be destroyed, end quote. Now the sort of bad news is that by the time that they notify police, Dennis has already started his plan. Now Dennis goes into the parliament building using a side entrance. He's dressed in military fatigues and on his person he's carrying two C1 submachine guns, a pistol, a duffel with 400 rounds of ammo, and he has a knife strapped to his leg. Upon entry, he shoots and kills a receptionist, and he kills a messenger that he just sees in the corridor. He goes into a smoking room, and there he will shoot and wound one person, and then he goes to the cafeteria, and he moves to the assembly chamber through there. Now, outside of the building, there are dozens of Quebec police, helicopters, snipers, and they're just waiting there to get Dennis. Now later, based on testimony, it'll be clear that he was there to assassinate the premier of Quebec and members of the Quebec Qua party. Dennis had planned to enter the assembly chamber during a, par a preliminary committee meeting, which would start at 10 a.m., but Dennis decided that he wasn't going to wear a watch to time this. He was going to listen to the radio station, CJRP, and time it based on that, which I feel like that's more work than just wearing a watch. The host, Andre Arthur, ends his segment at 10 a.m., but that day he ended it at 9.40. So Dennis actually goes into the meeting 20 minutes early. Fortunately, the chamber was mostly empty. Dennis opens fire and he does kill two people and wounds 11. Now that is enough damage. And I don't want to downplay that fact, but it could have been so much worse. Now, no politicians were actually killed or wounded from Dennis's shooting spree. The National Assembly's Sergeant at Arms, Rene Gilbert, was informed about the situation with Dennis. And when he gets off of the elevator, Dennis asks him what he's doing there. And he actually fires one of the guns close to uh, Renee's face. Renee tells him that he had been a soldier with the Royal 22nd Regime. And if Dennis wanted that, he could see his just discharge card. And Dennis says, yes, he wants to see it. And Renee and Dennis, uh, sorry, Renee does show Dennis his card. Now, after this, Renee gets him to go into one of the offices and talk about what was happening and to release the other people in the assembly chamber. And I don't want to downplay what Renee did. I think that it was really brave. He went in there, he talked to him. But at the same time, it's kind of like you have Dennis there. Maybe, I don't know, try to take him down some somehow because Renee actually ends up talking to Dennis for four hours. I think that's bananas. Now, he told him that he could surrender 
to military police instead of the civilian police. And that was kind of a sticking point for Dennis. He didn't want to surrender to just civilian police. I I don't know, does that... I feel like it's his sort of narcissism, that kind of importance. Like, I don't want just regular police. I want the military police. Now, by 2.15 p.m., Dennis did end up surrendering to police. And Rene Jalbert was given a cross of valor a few months later for his heroic actions. And it was given to him in the same room where the shooting actually took place, which is kind of creepy. Now, the victims in this case were George Boyer, Camille LePage, and Roger LeFrancois. I'm so sorry about those names, by the way, because... I really am bad with French names and it hurts my heart if I'm saying these wrong, especially for victims' names. Now, Camille Camille LePage is not the photojournalist who was the victim of a murder. It's a different person, which I think is kind of crazy that two people with the same name would end up being murdered. It's just weird. Now, in 1985... Dennis was convicted of first-degree murder. This was overturned in 1987 by the Quebec Court of Appeals, and Dennis pled guilty to second-degree murder. He was sentenced to life in prison with no parole for 10 years. He was granted day parole in 1995 and full parole in 1996. I have to say that I really do think his sentence and for everything that he did, for all the people that he affected, he wounded 11 people, killed three of them. His sentence was not enough. He should still be in jail today. That's just my opinion, though. He did end up getting remarried to an unknown woman after he was released. Of course, because everyone needs love, I guess. This case really bugs me. I mean, we just had sort of a a spree killing here in Canada, Nova Scotia, not too long ago. That one ended very differently than this one because this guy, I don't even know if he's still alive or if he's dead, but he got to go out, get married again, and live his life after all the damage that he did. So that's it. That's the case of Dennis Lorty. Um, We will be back for season two in just about two weeks. I think it's the first weekend in June that that episode will drop and Christina will be back for that. Um, If you guys could go over and join us at Sisters Coffee and Crime on Instagram, that would be amazing. If you could rate and review us on Apple Podcasts so people can find us better, I would love that. But for now, just grab a cup of coffee, listen to your favorite podcast, and have a good couple of weeks. We'll talk soon. Bye.